This is episode number 33 with the co-founder and co-director of One Art Community Center, Malika Hart. Welcome to the We Love Philly podcast. We are We Love Philly. Our mission is to promote volunteerism throughout the streets of Philadelphia and bring back the brotherly love to the city of brotherly love. Each week, we bring an individual or organization that's making Philly a better place. We hope you enjoy and let's dive in. A proverb from the country of Tanzania once stated, many hands make light work. And Margaret Wheatley once said, there is no power for change greater than a community discovering what it cares about. Hope you guys enjoyed your Martin Luther King Day. Today, we are on a podcast with none other than me, myself, Mr. Aponte. And Yadiel Rodriguez and Kasim Karamoka. And that was Tyed Wilson speaking, one of the students of the We Love Philly program. Like you said, we hope you enjoyed Martin Luther King Day. We hope you got out in the community and enjoyed your day of service. We would love to hear about it. So if you did go out for Martin Luther King Day, make sure you drop a comment on this episode or on our Instagram telling us what your volunteer experience was like. On this episode of the podcast, we dive into the history of One Art Community Center, how it was started. We also talk about how one person's trash could be another person's treasure. I know that's really cliche, but One Art Community Center literally is the embodiment of that quote. And we also talk about how healthy foods are missing from our inner city communities. If you like what you hear on this podcast, we'd appreciate your support. Subscribe to us. Check us out on welovephilly.org. We will have t-shirts coming soon. Every time you buy a t-shirt, we are going to do something cool that we don't know about yet. Buy our shirts. <laughs> I made them. <laughs> if you enjoy what you're hearing on our podcast and you're thinking about starting to create something to help the community as well, make sure you come to Rec Philly's new space at 9th and Market. That is where we do the We Love Philly podcast and they're awesome podcast studio we appreciate everything that they are doing for the community and here it is our episode with malika hart you were telling me that you're making a cafe we are What's that going to look like? It's a farm-to-table dining experience. We're going to have food from the farm. Yeah. And uh, just make it creative and cultural and feed people some healthy food in a creative way. Awesome. Yeah. So what does that look like? Like if someone's never been to One Art Community Center and you're saying farm-to-cafe, how is that possible? How do you have a farm in West Philly? So we are farming on several uh, vacant lots that are located behind our community center. And that looks really beautiful. And it's actually called the One Art Oasis. Years ago, it was looked horrible, just like the rest of One Art. It was filled with trash. And so it's been a lot of cleaning and preparing the soil and growing everything that we love to eat and that our community loves to eat, making food accessible, healthy foods accessible to the people that are around us. Yeah. Is there anywhere else to go? You're at, what was your address? 1431 and 1439, yeah. can I remember? Yes, North 52nd North Street. 52nd Street. <laughs> so there, there is a supermarket, but as far as other places to get fresh foods that are within walking distance, 
there aren't other spaces. And this is a term years ago, people were calling them food deserts. But now we are more accurately calling it food apartheid because we know that a desert is a natural phenomenon. And this is definitely not natural. It's withholding healthy foods from people is is set up by the government purposefully. And so uh, we like to call it what it is. Yeah. So we have Yadiel with us today, Tayid, and then we have uh, Kasim with us. You growing up in Philly, have you always had a supermarket around you? Probably not like the biggest ones. There's always like in distance a supermarket I can go to, like, you know, like a save a lot. As I got older, I realized that like I, like, I necessarily don't want to eat everything from there. You know, I'm not saying that I'm the healthiest guy in the world, but um, there's just better options out there for me. I would like to think it's more worth it to like you know outreach to like you know somewhere like fresh grocery you know what i mean yeah instead of like going to like the local corner store and getting bacon or something i go get like a head of lettuce from fresh grocery or like a dollar steak from family dollar i'd rather have you know something real do you want to go kasim when i was teaching you at 64th in elmwood that was the biggest shock to my system when it comes to Mm. not having healthy food available. Mm. When I went to 64th and Elmwood and before I started teaching at One Bright Ray out there, I walked around uh, a couple of days and then I rode my bicycle mm. a couple of days and I was like, where do people go to get food? Mm. I feel like there's not, what's the closest supermarket to you, Kasim? Closest supermarket is Cousin of Fresh Market. They do have a lot of fruits and produce. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what I usually buy. But growing up, we had poppy stores, they call it. We would right. buy 25 cent chips, mm-hmm. things that wouldn't really make us feel too good about ourselves. Yeah. That's why I'm happy that you're doing your farm where people get, get to see that you can have a farm in West Philadelphia yes. instead of going to the stores filled with chemical stuff that kind of confuses the minds of young kids because of the chemicals and the artificial colors mm-hmm. like i actually seen a video a little kid they noticed every time he would eat red 40 mm. he wasn't the same poison it like kind of sh- shook his system up right and those are you know again going back to the terminology of calling calling it food apartheid these are things that we see you know this 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 is not food at all that, that you know these shops are filled with poisons that are so readily available and if you go in there with your dollar that's all you can buy so creating um, accessibility and showing people how fun it's just so much fun and so healing you know doing a session out on the farm you feel so alive and there's all this scientific evidence that shows like the more that you connect physically with the earth the better you feel and the healthier you you can be just by having that physical connection so it's really beautiful yeah what's it called earthing Yes. Earthing yes. <laughs> yes. Never heard of it. No. What's up? Kasim, can you can you explain earthing? I know you know what it yeah, is. Like you said, yeah, grounding. They grounding. Call it, yeah, yeah, grounding. Mm-hmm. It's earthing too. Yeah. It's like you get your feet connected yes. to the roots. So, yes. So so I'm trying to remember how it was explained to me, but basically, if you walk around on the earth barefoot, like on the grass, yeah. you are releasing ions, and then the earth is releasing ions into you, and it's like recharging your batteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might have explained that terribly. I'm not. A, <laughs> that I'm not cool. that yeah, that's, that's what it is. All right. Well, yeah, I'm trying to remember how it's explained to me, but yeah, 
all summer. You should see my wife. She's like earthing, <laughs> earthing champion. She walks around all over the place. If we're not on concrete, she's barefoot. Yes. And she yes. just walks all over the place barefoot. And she, she said she notices the difference. It's kind of like uh, the feeling you get after a meditation. Mm-hmm. And, and you feel like at peace and you're mm-hmm. just like calm and you're like clear headed. But like where would you do that at? Because like if you're going to like a, a park, you know, there's like poop. <laughs> so like I don't want to step in poop. Yeah, and I'm not gonna do it around my way because I don't want to step on drugs. So right, and these are the these are the issues, right? So why why is it like that? Why do you have to live in a neighborhood where there isn't a green space that you feel safe enough to be able to take off your shoes? These are not things that we didn't we the people we didn't make it like this you know there's there's a you know a governmental backing you know prerogative for keeping us separate from the earth and Mm -hmm. and making those connections you you were learning about it i think in blizzard's class redlining yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's what yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's what you're speaking about right yeah yeah yeah. i was thinking about the same thing when we were talking about food too because why would i buy one banana for two dollars when i can buy four bags of hot cheetos like yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So speaking on the green space, one our community center, can you take us back in time? Because you said it was a big pile of trash. I'm trying yes. to get that visualization because it, it seems like you have eight houses on the block. So mm-hmm. all of one art was trash. Yes. Yes. What, what was that like so, when you like opened the door and right. you're like, oh, it was a shocking sight. The first time that I went there, I remember really being like, wait, where is this person taking me? And um, one of my best friends was like, oh, we're going to go to this little barbecue and hang out and I had just moved back to the uh, East Coast. I grew up in Philly, but had lived on the West Coast for a while. So I just was moving back to the East Coast and come to this place. And I was like, what in the world? And we just walked through like this little pathway through a bunch of garbage. And when we got into the main part of um, what is now One Art, it was literal mountains of garbage. And so there was just this one little pathway going through in the middle of the path there was a little fire pit cleared out and that was where the barbecue was uh-huh. <laughs> and we we had chairs set up in in the, in the middle of this uh, junkyard my late husband benjamin he had he found the space and it was almost by accident but now you know we know that these these kinds of things don't happen by accident. And he, there was a, a Chinese food store and he had gone in to buy a bottle of water. And the owner actually, by the end of the conversation, the owner was like, hey, do you want to rent one of these buildings out? And he's like, yeah. He's like, it's filled with trash, but you seem like the kind of guy that could do something with it. So he did. He took this one little building that's on the location and it was filled from the floor to the ceiling with trash and he cleaned it out within a month he cleaned out the whole building painted it created like a beautiful space so the owner says hey you what you did is amazing you're not interested in like purchasing this property are you and he said you know I was gonna give it to my son he's not interested but you you're the kind of guy that could make something happen here Mm -hmm. And Benjamin, you know, from the beginning, just saw that this place was like a diamond in the rough, you know, just waiting to be cleaned up and polished. And uh, he had this vision of creating space where, you know, a safe space that people could come together and 
grow together and listen to music and heal. And so that's what he spent five years working on, uh, just cleaning. That was the first five five years years was just cleaning. Yeah, yeah. How many people did it take to clean it over time? Was it like different people or was it, it like was It was mainly same? Benjamin. So Benjamin was the hardest working person. Like he, and, and he did it with such like passion and love. So he would spend 14, 16 hour days just cleaning and having the best time. You know, I helped a little along the way and other people kind of helped a little, but he was really the driving force for making it all happen. Well, thank you, Benjamin. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're really grateful. He's our ancestor now, and we always feel his presence there, you know, and just feel this higher power. And I know that he's happy with the way it's it's grown and what it's become. And so, yeah, we, we are really grateful for him. So yeah. along with the farm that's there on the property, what else has it become? What else is it used for? How has the community taken advantage of it? Mm-hmm. What it's become is this urban eco arts village. So we have, we do have the farm, and we have performance art spaces, and we have a large stage, and we do big events and festivals and spaces where people can creatively express themselves and know that they're going to come and be received with love and well you know you've been you've been to one art and (laughs) (laughs) yes yes we love philly has been repping at one art for quite some time and it's just so beautiful and so there are different workspaces there are community organizations that have offices there, Urban Tree Connection, Soil Generation. Mr. Ponte was actually at one of the bottle brick making workshops. So cool. And now the that office space is open and the whole front of the office are bottle bricks that he helped to make. So it's yeah. really Cool. Yeah. Now, yeah, and it's now heated. So if you've ever heated, if, yes. you, if you've ever volunteered at One Art to do the bottle brick, it's now it's now heated. It's now heated. So, yes. Yeah. Big, it's big a it's a game bonus. changer. It's a game changer. <laughs> and it's just it's just so cool to see because you walk through Philly and we all know right like we're we're at Fourth and Somerset. It's just trash. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And then you come to One Art and it's like oh you're doing something with the trash like mm-hmm. here's all the trash and now mm-hmm. you're making bottles you're making what are they called the mini houses the tiny houses the tiny houses right. out of the bottle bricks yeah everyone is is recycling everyone is doing something with it and you're and you can see it right some people are like oh we don't recycle it doesn't really go anywhere like what's the point it doesn't do anything and I grab my phone I'm like look I volunteered at this place One yes. Art if you don't think recycling means anything go give them your stuff yes. mm-hmm. because yeah, look what they're do. yeah yeah look <laughs> what they're doing with it bottle donations (laughs) they're making houses out of it they're making art out of it they're giving people in the community something to do so they could have ownership of cleaning the community my husband now one he is he's a construction artist and so it's really exciting because he mainly builds out of trash and he just like will look at something and I'm not allowed to throw anything away <laughs> because he's, and I'm like, what are we going to do with these old tent poles? And why are we, we've been saving them yeah. for years and years and they take up so much room. And then 
all of a sudden there's like a dome built and yeah, yeah. Like, oh, out of the old tent poles. And so there's always like these beautiful projects yeah. that you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, the you last know. time we were there, he took out a whole wall in like 45 minutes. Right. I was like, <laughs> yeah. he is a one man like Swiss army knife when it yes. comes to construction. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. yeah. I need to, he needs to give private lessons because I can barely screw in a screw. Well, he is so, um, I'm excited because we have just started our youth step, which is um, step stands for sustainability training and education program. Awesome. And this program is uh, mainly um, 18 to 24 year olds, and the young people get paid to learn about how to build sustainably and how to grow in an urban setting and about environmental justice. So this is a, a wonderful like segue and sharing opportunity because you know we've been doing these bottle brick workshops and doing these other programs, but this is a you know an ongoing program that um, young people can participate in and get these skills. And when does that start? That has started. So oh, we wow. just started in January. We're starting off small. We don't have a lot of funding right now. We're being sponsored by Soil Generation, which is helping us to be able to pay students because one of the goals is that our our young people become the teachers and we strongly believe in each one teach one and we're not just teaching so you can have the skill we want you to have the skill and we want you to teach and so that's to um, pass it on yeah Yeah. let's pass it on guys we would love to go there sometimes if we well, he, she I was just love that. Yeah. she was just telling us that on MLK Day she'll be there with Global Village yes. from one to four. So if you want to go to One Art after we're done at Gerard College, I mean I'm down. If it's up to you, but Global Village is going to be there. And yeah, you're a volunteer. They're doing a little bit of everything. So yes. yeah. you can like check out the space. It's absolutely breathtaking going into the whole space. You walk outside and there's murals everywhere, oh, and they're yeah. absolutely beautiful. There's a horse walking around. <laughs> there's adorable dogs. There's there's a peacock, there's a farm, there's a dome, you see the tiny houses, and you can just see all of the possibilities once you're in there. And you're just automatically inspired to figure out how to use the space to give back to people and to help people. I don't know if that's yeah, like the spirit yeah, of Benjamin, absolutely. but like you walk in there and you're like, oh my God, we could do this here, this here, yes. this here. And the thoughts that pop in your head, it's really trippy. The thoughts that pop in your head are not selfish. You're not like, I could do this for me and mm. I'd make money. You're in there and you're like, this can be used to help this, help this, help this, help this. Yes. And it was cool when we were there for Global Village and we saw how Absolutely. they used it yes. to to spread what it is that they do and that whole festival. And it was awesome to- Life changing. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that means everything. Just hearing you say that, you know, because it, it's like this ecosystem ecosystem where all these parts are working together and moving together and it's the village it is the village that we always dreamed of living in and working together with my brothers and sisters and it's spreading and that love spreading and people feeling welcome and people learning and growing it feels really good and and being able to just 
dream big. I think that's one of our biggest pushes is just like, you know, we don't have to think small. We don't have to say, well, we don't have the money to build a tiny house. We watch these shows and those Johns are like $80,000 to build a tiny house. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) But no, we can build a tiny house. We're going to build it out of trash and it's going to barely cost anything yeah, and, and they're beautiful yeah and it they're really the looks most... like a piece of art like you're and like they Whoa, are. yes yeah. yes if you can appreciate the small you can appreciate the big yeah. so mm-hmm. that's just a stepping stone yeah literally you're putting things together and it's going to create something big and impactful like you guys are doing yes yeah. so yes. how how has the west philadelphia community embraced the center yeah it's always changing that's what's so exciting is that the demographic that is reached it's so diverse depending on the event you'll have more people from the local community depending on the business that's open you'll have a another demographic depending on the group that's putting on the event you'll have another group of people coming and so we're able to make a huge impact right in our immediate community and a lot of that is just like vibrational we started with this small space and it and and cleaning out that space slowly around us we see the changes and then they're redoing the streets and we see it vibrationally reaching more and more people and even though our focus is bringing the healing to those who are most in need of it we also don't limit ourselves to only one demographic you know we realize that this type of healing needs to occur in a really big way and who are we to limit that yeah yeah you feel it right when you're there right when you're there you just know it's just like all the people who were there before left their positive energy behind Mm -hmm. because they were all there to either enlighten someone to heal somebody to help somebody and you feel it just like when you're we're walking around our neighborhood at nighttime and you're like oh my god something bad's gonna happen you Mm -hmm. feel that eerie feeling Mm -hmm. right it's the complete opposite when you're at one art you just feel oh my god this is like safe like what can we do i want to help like yeah and yeah i appreciate it so much yeah perfectly said yeah that's yeah Yeah. thank you for sharing that's beautiful yeah it's like now i see what you were saying with the thoughts that pop up like what can i do to help Mm -hmm. even me it came up by me like what can i do yes speak one day or can i offer or do anything wait didn't you didn't you perform that did you perform that night at manifest I think I spoke on the microphone. Did you, didn't you? Yeah? I think so. Yeah. And then you know that you're not going to be doing whatever it is. You're not doing it alone. So you're like, I can do this. And I have this whole community supporting. And that that's like to not feel alone in your mission. It means a lot to everybody, you know, because sometimes this world is so crazy. Sometimes you're like, out here alone yeah but you're not you work together we yes we're gonna do it right many hands make light work yeah wow. that's amazing yeah many hands make light work <laughs> if you could go back in time and tell the teenage version of yourself three things what would you tell you and why i would encourage me to keep on dreaming and even though it didn't make sense just trust the process <laughs> And people don't have to like you. People don't have to agree with your dream or even be able to see it. Just keep holding on to that and it will manifest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, literally. So how do people book an event at One Art? How do they 
go about using the space? How can they find you? Do you have a website, social media? Is there a form they have to fill out? How's it work? All right. So you can find us on social media. Everything is One Art Community Center. You can go to our website, which is One Art Community Center. You spell out one. And you spell o- out one. O-N-E. Yeah. Right. One Art Community Center. And those are the best ways to find us and to find out what's going on and to let us know what you're interested in doing and let us know what's going on, too. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Well, I'd like to take a minute to send love your way, to take eight houses and clean up someone else's trash Mm. like i struggle in the classroom if i ask a student to like grab something off a desk and they go that's not mine (laughs) right so for for you (laughs) i've seen this a lot lot. (laughs) but for you to go somewhere and clean up someone else's mess because you know that once this is done it will be able to serve so many more people than just Mm -hmm. being a trash pile that is the definition of love you are cleaning up after someone you're creating a space you're letting the community use it you're instilling hope and you literally turned someone's trash into treasure yeah that is yeah you did it and yeah, it, we did it. Yes, we yes. Did it. And for yes, and I like I said, every time I'm in there, it's just the energy is amazing, and it inspires me to keep mm-hmm. going, and it inspires me to keep trying, and I'm just like, all right, I can do more. We can do more. Let's try to figure this out. One art exists. Yeah. One art exists. They <laughs> bought, yeah, yeah. They bought eight <laughs> properties and turned a big trash pile into one of the best spaces I've ever been to in my life. Oh, in Philadelphia. In yeah. Farm. yeah, with a farm. With a farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, yeah. And a horse. Yeah, and a horse. <laughs> Like in the middle of West Philly. Like what? Huh? Really? That exists? And yeah, it just They don't believe you. Look, I know. They need to they come. Had, you guys have, have to no come idea. on Monday. Yeah. Thank you so much oh, for everything that you did with that space. Thanks for having us yeah. today. Thank you. We thank you for this interview. Yeah. Thank you. One more question. What's your definition of love? Love is God. God is love and so many different forms. Love is kind of like a part of our motto too. It's like one love at one art. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, great question. Do you mind explaining when you say one love, mm-hmm. what does that mean? One love is universal love. It's the love that we feel. It's the love that we give. It's all one. It's yes. the, the love that we experience for each other, for the earth, for our community. It's the love that we receive when we put our feet on the earth it's you know all of that and it's it's one so when we say when we put one in front of it we're just unifying it and saying yeah there are all these different forms of love we're all one yes i try to explain it to my students all the time i'm like i know you're an individual and i know you go through different things yeah but love is something that unifies all Mm. of us we are all we're all one and they're like no i'm not i'm Tayyid, I'm Yadiel, I'm Kasim. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, when you feel that love and you know that love, that is the oneness that connects everything yes. else on earth. And I try to I try to say all the time, like, earth is the definition of love. It's in a constant state of giving. Mm. And all it asks is in return is for you to take care of it. It yes. gives you light, it gives you shelter, it gives you food, it gives you entertainment, it gives you everything that you need. And that is the unifying thing when it comes to human beings. And it's unconditional. So even though we don't take care of the earth or some people don't take care of the earth and really harm the earth, the 
earth continues, continues to, to give. give. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sadness. We all know what sadness is. That emotion similar for everyone. Anger. All of that stuff. People can unify on that. Mm. Not in a positive way. Mm-hmm. But those emotions. Emotions in general are something that bring people together. So that love is also the emotion. that Once you put out that vibe, right, it attracts the tribe of the other people who are like that. But that right. love is the vibration that the earth's giving out. So I feel like that is the natural vibration. That's the language that every single species on earth, every single human being, race, ethnicity, they all have that love and they all have a word for it. Yes. And there's a reason for it because Mm -hmm. that is the unifying thing when it comes to being on earth and being an earthling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Beautifully said. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate (laughs) you. Thank you.